0: Welcome to Beyond the
1: Field podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things, powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business.
0: BTF is back. I have my man in the hot seat. My name's Kane. This is Issa Nelson. Welcome back, mate. I believe uh, you've been struck down by work. Working hard, I think. Hardly struck working. Down. Working
1: hard. What's COVID? It's yeah. gone. Exactly. It's gone. You've got to get Um, on with things.
0: We put our heads together and we thought it was a really good good idea to actually talk about being based overseas, buying now in New Zealand, and what's going on. Um, I know you have a huge fan base following from (laughs) Leinster listening to this podcast. But no, a lot of uh, rugby players uh, and professionals offshore. And so, probably just get into it and talk about why you recommend uh, as a good time to buy back in New Zealand
1: yeah well if I think back over the last sort of two years two and a half three years um, how hard it is for people overseas to purchase in New Zealand mainly because of the bloody time difference and that by the time when a market is hot and everything's going to auction and you've got to be super prepared um, a lot can change in 12 to 24 hours Um, hence it was always so hard for a lot of people offshore to buy at auctions in a really hot market and they just didn't really have the time you can have all the support here in New Zealand but the reality is things move quite quickly Um, as the market has changed and as it is. Do I say slowed and there's less competition in the market, uh, you're in a way better position to time your run on a specific property and just be proactive um, to get a conditional offer in. It's, it's not rocket science, yeah. there's just way less competition in the market and it's a buyer's market for the first time so you can control what the whole process. Um, you can still be proactive, you can still have the support of a solicitor, and an advisor back here in New Zealand to get everything organised for you. But at the end of the day, you don't have to be in a massive rush um, and time difference doesn't really come in because you've got time on your hands.
0: So what you're saying then is that um, I'm based offshore and previously, i.e. six months ago, I was wanting to buy a property. Everything was going to auction though. And we know going to auction means that if you do bid and are successful, you're unconditional. But what was happening is that being offshore is very hard to time everything, get everything um, ready, and then auctions come round, and you know you may lose out on a couple, then it becomes, oh, this is just too hard, I can't get in there, it's too fast, I just don't have time, I'll push it away. What you're saying now is the selling process of auctions is probably diminishing, and a lot more is asking price or price by neg, mm. which then allows an offshore buyer a bit more time to make an offer, potentially conditional uh, or unconditional but having more time on their hands to actually go through that DD process.
1: Yeah, correct. So I have um, one young couple in France that were trying to buy, purchase a property in Hamilton, an investment property in Hamilton um, in the middle of last year. They have three properties in mind. the first one was coming up for auction. They got a building inspection done. They had their solicitor look over everything. Auction came by and it completely blew out of their price range. Um, same thing happened. Exactly the same process the following week. Building inspection. They paid for it upfront, got ready for auction. Uh, purchase price blew out again. Uh, same thing on the fourth week. Third property spent another $500 on a building report. Auction came by just missed out actually on this one um, But again that whole process is pretty deflating. Yeah, um, what did they do when the market has changed this year? Uh, they still had their pre-approval in place. They were really proactive um, They worked with a financial advisor here at Money Empire and a property that they're super keen on They did all their due diligence upfront still put in a conditional offer with five days finance just to just to be safe and they secured the property. And it was just so much less stress because there's less competition in the market, less time pressure. Um, they were still really proactive and kept everything, getting everything sorted. Now they secured themselves a property. They would not have been able to do that six months ago.
0: And I think probably reiterating around the market... Um, Yes, interest rates have have been rising and rising quite quickly. I think to back that up, though, historically, we're still below the average, I think it's two year fixed rate. So money is still cheaper than what it has been in the past. I think that's one reason people just need to get their head around things. We're coming out of a 2% rate, which was historically the lowest we've ever had. So money was cheap and flying out the door in COVID. Second to that, we are in the middle of winter. So from a seasonal point of view, the market does slow down there are less transactions of buying and selling purely in a in a a seasonal point a midpoint of the year Um, and then the third thing to that is the media and this word FOMO which was going around a fear of missing out and now they're saying that it's been removed but what I have seen or heard a little bit is that the higher end properties 2 mil plus still selling above and beyond what people's expectations are. So you get data that is skewed sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's there's always skewed data and there's always um, clickbait in the media. Um, I think it's really important for people out there to um, seek real good quality advice at the end of the day because that's the difference um, and that's what's real and will make a difference. If you continually read the bad news or the negative news on you know, New Zealand Herald, or on the internet, or whatever um, uh, platform you you want to read. It's um, it's always negative, and there's a lot of skewed data on that. Whereas, if you sit down and speak to a financial advisor, a money empire that knows the market, knows the process, especially for overseas based clients, um, the reality is the majority of the time now is a good time to buy. Yeah, and and I think that's the. I just spoke to clients in France last week who. Uh, Went through another advisor in New Zealand, um, didn't get the result they wanted, and they thought that was the end of it. Um, then they actually sat down with someone that actually understands the process a bit better um, and are working through their whole process to get pre-approval in place, and you know, 99% of the time, it's they'll get a pre-approval in place. So I think, again, you just got to speak to the right people, the right advisor, someone that's experienced dealing with overseas-based people, and the majority of times it works.
0: And I think what I'll throw into that too um, is that vendors' expectations are starting to slightly change. We're starting to see that where <clears throat> people wanting astronomical prices for houses last year, I and mean, then moving into this year, the expectations are now starting to shift and say, "Well, okay, cool. I have banked good coin on capital gains. I don't want to. I, I, I can't keep getting that because the market's not there. So I am willing to sell for a reasonable price, knowing that that the vendor has still made bang for their buck. Mm. So." You know, there's that whole cycle of things. Um, Let's just touch on, I suppose, the current status of lending criteria for offshore buyers and deposits, because that always changes. How's that looking for them?
1: Yeah, look, you've got to be, again, speaking to a Person that understands it, you know, the LVRs for existing properties. So that's
0: loan to value Loan ratio. to
1: value ratios. Pretty much the deposit you need to buy an existing property in New Zealand as an investment property is you need a 40% deposit. It's a 60% LVR right now. So, round numbers, if you want to purchase for a million dollars, million, you need $400,000 to buy an existing property.
0: And just to jump in here, that, guys, that and girls listening, that doesn't have to be. 400 grand cash most people that have owned a property for minimum three to five years will have 400k of equity correct in their homes which can actually act as that deposit correct so that's probably what people need to first Yep. Understand.
1: Correct, Ab- absolutely. Um, but there's also uh, different criteria for new build properties. Okay. And, you know, there are still banks um, out there that you can buy a new build property with a 20% deposit um, while being based overshore. Some banks are changing this criteria quite quickly, and you may need a 30% deposit um, around exemptions on new build properties. Um, but this is why it's always good to. Uh, Speak to someone that understands this area in particular and helping people offshore because all the banks have Slightly different lending criteria Um, Majority of people go to one bank and take that as gospel and don't Move forward really, Um, but you've got to understand what bank works right for a person's situation um, And place it that way and that's the best way to get it done
0: So my next question to you is what we call gearing on property and cash flow so a lot of people you hear is if I buy if if I'm buying something for an investment and I'm buying investment property you know with rates rising the cash flow is not there on the property and that what I mean by cash flow is money coming in i.e rental to money going out i.e the costs the interest the mortgage repayments the rates the insurance right and if I'm thinking about this methodically Things swing around and roundabout. So, if you're willing to, or if you can buy an investment property and you have to top that up to three hundred dollars a week, and you can do that, don't think of it as a negative situation because you've essentially doubled your asset base, or you've obtained an asset which we know over time that will appreciate in value. So, interest rates will dictate. The cash flow, so will the equity piece in it. But if your situation allows it, don't think, oh, I'm just going to wait for interest rates to change to buy. Because it's when we talk about values, it's all about time in the market. It's not timing the market. Mm-hmm. And no one has that solution or... Um, i uh, can see forward on when that will happen.
1: Yeah, correct. No one has a crystal ball as to understand when rates are gonna continue to go up or how quickly they will go down. But yeah, as they the great time and time in the market, you know, people will miss the boat. Yeah. People will over the next two years, will the next twenty four months, will miss the boat and think I'll just hold off. Mm. Um we had that pre-COVID. We oh, had that pre-COVID. Going into
0: COVID, I'll hold off the house price is going to fall. Wow, mm. fuck, mm-hmm. 24 months later, 40% increases.
1: Yeah, and think, you know, you thought you had a 20% deposit then, two <laughs> years later. <laughs> Good luck, mate, you're buying a piece of candy. Yeah, it just disappeared, right? And and again, if your situation allows you to, and you can, you know, maybe you are topping up the mortgage for a certain amount of time, um, plus your rental income, you're doubling your asset base, or you're tripling your asset base for the people that are buying their third. And... You know, interest rates will go up and they will go down, and they will go up and they will go down. But, like, if you're thinking about it for a long-term perspective, you know, Bad. five to ten years, uh, you will ride it out. Um, so, yeah, if the situation allows, you know, I would not be one to go, do you know what? I'll just wait two years. What do the top
0: business people, investment people, experienced, uh, well-known voices... Uh, in the world say that have made it and have built wealth. What do they say they buy shares any type of assets when they're told not to when the market's quiet, right?
1: Oh, the rich get richer by being smarter <coughs> and building your asset base when there's times of turmoil. Yep. Uh, you look back whether it's you know, the Warren Buffetts of the world or the GFCs there's a lot of the most successful people and business minds in the world went large in gfc 2008 and 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 it all came out the other side they say winter's always coming and this is where if people are smart and have the income and can utilise their situation and understand their finances to get ahead, you will beat everyone else to the post, um, where things will come round again in two years' time and you will already got back in the market. Um, it's about understanding your finances and being smart about that, and having the confidence of you know a financial advisor and someone from the legal side and a team behind you uh, to make really good decisions.:
0: I think that is a great wrap-up. I'm here with Easton Asiwa, my perfect co-host. My name's Cain Wallstrom. I'm Joe Rogan. (laughs) I love that. Are you on Spotify now? If you have any questions, queries, or you are offshore, or you are going offshore, and you do want to buy property, come see Money Empire Property and Finance Experts. East is always around. We've got plenty of advisors that want to talk. We love a good coffee. And most of all, we think we've got the best knowledge in the world.
1: Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To
0: catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again, and we'll see you all next time.